0: The Nugget. Persistent people... Persistent people... One more time. Persistent people begin their success. Persistent people begin their success where others... Persistent people begin their success where others end in failure. Okay. So we get started. Today's the sixth already. A quarter of the a month is gone. <clears throat> Father, we're praising you. We just give you thanks, Lord, as we look to your word, Father God, I thank you, Lord. We have inspiration and insight, Father God, as, as to how to walk this life and be who you called us to be. In Jesus' name, amen. <clears throat> Will history change 2016? Will history change in 2016? Uh, like it or not, time moves on. And changes will take place. Oh, somebody said, "Oh no, okay." <laughs> but God, God's word remains true. Uh, Psalms one hundred nineteen verse eighty nine says, "For, why oh, <laughs> the word forever. Thy word is settled in heaven." So the word is settled. Okay. So we could take that to the bank, as they, as they say. And God intends to bless his people. God wants to bless us. Uh, And I'm asking God that he gives us, that we have favor in his sight, that we might be blessed all year long, no matter what comes our way. Amen? We all want want to be blessed and happy and find fulfillment in what we do every day. Amen? I mean, that's... So what's God's prescription for happiness? What's God's prescription for happiness? So let's turn to the book of Psalms chapter 1. Psalms chapter 1. This is God's prescription for happiness uh, from the King James. Psalms 1 verse 1. Blessed is the man that walks not in the counsel of and godly nor stands in the seat Standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his his law does he meditate day and night. And he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water, that bringeth forth his fruit in his season. His leaf shall also not wither, and whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. That's good. Now we go to the fourth, fourth verse. The ungodly are not so but are like the chaff which the wind dri- dri- driveth away. Therefore the ungodly shall not stand in the judgment, nor sinners in the congregation of the righteous. Hallelujah. For God knoweth the way of the righteous, but the way of the ungodly shall perish. Whoa. I'll read the whole thing now in uh, the Amplified. Happy and blessed, fortunate, prosperous, and Enabled is the man who walks and lives not in the counsel of the ungodly, following their advice, their plans, or purposes, nor stands submissive and inactive in the path where sinners walk, nor sits down to relax and rest where the scornful and the mockers gather, but his delight and desires in the law of the Lord, and in his law, the precepts and instructions, the teachings of God, He habitually meditates, ponders, and studies by day and by night. And he shall be like a tree, firmly planted and tended by the streams of water, ready to bring forth its fruit in season. Its leaf shall also not fade nor wither, and everything he does shall prosper and come to maturity. There it is. That's us. Okay, we have to look at verse 4 through 6, though. Not so the wicked, whose disobedience and living without God are not so. But they are like the chaff, worthless, dead, without substance, which the wind drives away. Therefore the wicked, whose disobedience and and living without God, shall not stand justified in the judgment nor sinners in the congregation of the righteous, who are the upright and in right standing with God. For the Lord knows and is fully acquainted with the way of the righteous." He knows what we're doing here, huh? But the way of the ungodly, those living outside God's will, shall perish, end in ruin, and come to naught. Oh, wow. We don't want that. So that we just looked at verses 1, 2, and 3 tells God's prescription for happiness. Are you ready for a dose of medicine tonight? Okay. Blessedness Relates to the way we live and the choices we make. I'll read it again. Blessedness relates to the way we live and the choices we make. There are two ways to live. There are two kinds of people in the world. The righteous and the wicked. There's no in-between categories. We can't walk the fence, in other words. And Psalms 1 shows us how the righteous live and why they are blessed. Glory to God. It also shows the end results of both ways of life, okay? If we want to be blessed by God in this year of 2016, we need to take heed to the Psalm, Psalm 1, okay? To be blessed means to be rightly related to God so that your life is fulfilled and you experience a deep personal satisfaction. We want that. I think we all want that. You find happiness not by seeking, but by doing certain things and not doing others. That's what we read here. Blessings come as a side benefit of the choices we make. You make the right choices, you get blessed. Psalm okay? 1 assures us that it is possible to live a blessed life and happy life, but only on God's terms. You're blessed because you're doing it on God's terms. Okay. Okay. We read verses 1, 2, and 3. I want you to listen to this part. The blessing begins with what the righteous person avoids. The blessings come when you avoid certain things. Isn't it nice? He does not walk in the counsel of the wicked. He does not stand in the waves of sinners. And he does not seat, uh, sit with mockers. Amen. The way of sinners involves a series of lifestyle choices. we're looking at the other side. The way of sinners involves a series of lifestyle choices. This Progression leads from defilement to destruction. And this is the progression. Thinking, behaving, and belonging. Again, thinking, behaving, and belonging. What starts out as a, as a casual uh, contact may result in a... a, a Leading away an open rejection of God. If we if we follow through on the first three verses there, uh, or verse one, if we follow through, doing what we're uh, not supposed to do. Okay, worldly wisdom leads to worldly actions. Worldly wisdom leads to worldly actions, and worldly. Fellowship. So, with that thought in mind, let's go all the way back to the book of Genesis. In the beginning. you remember that one? In the beginning, God created. So we want to go to Genesis chapter 13. We're going to look at the story of Lot. I think the the way the Jews pronounce Lot is Lot. Lot Lot Okay chapter 13 of Genesis Oh let's begin with verse 1 and Abraham went out from out of Egypt he and his wife and all he had and Lot or Lot with him into the south and Abraham was very rich in cattle in silver and in gold And he went on his journey from the south even unto Bethlehem unto the place where he had a tent had been at the beginning between bethel and hai unto a place of the altar which he had made there at first and there abram called on the name of the lord verse 5 and lot or lot also which was with which went with abram had flocks herds and tents okay again verse 5 and lot also which went with Abraham, had flocks, herds, and tents. Okay, let's go down to verse 10 now. We find out between verses 5 and and 10 that there's a disagreement with the uh, drovers, the herdsmen. (laughs) Uh, between uh, Abraham and Lot's men. And so we, verse, we look at verse 10. And Lot lifted up his eyes and beheld. Well, let's go up to verse 9. Is not the whole land before thee? Separate thyself, I pray thee, from me. If thou wilt take the left hand, then I will go to the right. If thou d- depart to the right hand, then I will go to the left. That's what Abraham said, or Abram said. And verse 10 now. And Lot lifted up his eyes and beheld all the plain of Jordan, that it was well watered everywhere before the Lord destroyed Sodom and Gomorrah, even as the garden of the Lord, like the land of Egypt, as thou cometh the Zor. Verse 11. Then Lot chose him all the plain of Jordan, and, and Lot journeyed east, and they separated themselves the one from the other. And Abram dwelled in the land of Canaan, and Lot dwelled in the cities of the plain and pitched his tent towards Sodom. So Lot saw the place out there. Saw it was good. That's the thinking. Remember what we said? Thinking, behaving, and belonging. He started thinking. He saw, he thought, and he envisioned. He saw the land. Well, that's good. Then he thought about it. That would be great for my cattle. They've got a good city around there. And he envisions himself being there. Okay, you got that? Okay, that's thinking. Let's go to chapter 14. Oh, back up to, oh, well, no, not back up, but go to 14, chapter 14. Here, here we see that uh, Lot is taken captive with some other people. Verse 12. And they took Lot, Abram's brother's son, who dwelt in Sodom, and his goods, and departed. So we see he's, he's what? Dwelling there? He's dwelling there. That's behaving like. Remember? Thinking, behaving. Behaving. Behaving means you make friends and associates. You make adjustments to them. Okay. Genesis chapter 19. Genesis chapter 19. Look at verse 1. And there came two angels to Sodom at evening, and Lot sat in the gate of Sodom. Okay. If you look anytime, uh, if you read the, read the word, you find out anybody that was somebody was at the gate of the city. That means they were given a place of authority and honor there. So we see he was thinking, he'd be he was Behaving, and then he now belonged. He had a place of honor there. Lot, we see here, Lot was weak in his devotion. When we first started out, Abram, he said, when Abraham, or Abram, came back to the place where he had an altar, Lot, it said he had flocks, sheep, and goats, and all that type. He had possessions, material possessions. So, lots w- was weak in his devotion. He had worldly, worldly desires, as we see as he, s- he looked. And he made some wrong decisions. You know, I think all of us made some wrong decisions last year. Um, some of us went after wo- worldly desires. Um, maybe our devotion wasn't as best that we should you know we kind of put God you know I go to church every weekend you know this week I'm going to do my own thing not saying you did but you know but sometimes that's how people begin to slide okay Um. okay now let's go back to Genesis chapter 13 again verse 10 Genesis 13:10 And Lot lifted up his eyes and beheld all the plain of Jordan that it was well watered everywhere before the Lord destroyed Sodom and Gomorrah and even as the garden of the Lord like the land of Egypt as thou cometh unto Zor. So again Lot chose Sodom it was a good place he saw that all that beautiful land all the rich pastures he says this is a good place for my cattle my sheep, my, my donkeys, and my camels. It's a good place. How many times have you say that's a good place. Well, that's a good place. But he should have asked, is this a good place for my children? Wow. Some of, you know We put our priorities over the rest of the family sometimes. Well, this is what we're going to do. Or this is what I'm going to do, and the family's got to follow me. Hello. Is it a good place for the children? Those that follow you. All right. Genesis chapter 13 still. Again, look at verse 11. Lot chose him all the plain of Jordan, and Lot journeyed to east, and they, and they separated themselves one from another. Lot chose God gives us direction, but allows us to choose our own pathway. Lot chose, and he lived forever with the consequences of that worldly decision. If you, you know, as you're reading through the Bible, uh, this, this section in Genesis, you're going to see that Lot's going to live the consequences of the, that decision. Don't make worldly decisions this, this year. Amen. Well, we need to bypass those things. Every decision we make, to some degree, will affect the direction of our future. Every decision we make this, this year will affect the direction of our future. And we want to good, make good decisions for 2016. Amen? Um. God knows what sin will do to us. It will ruin our lives. It will drag us to hell. Yet he calls us to repent. Let's go to Ephesians chapter 5 now. Ephesians chapter 5. Well, we're talking about Lot, we're talking about um, the prescription for God's blessings. And here is part, you could say this is part of the prescription. That's Ephesians chapter 5, looking at verse 11. And have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather reprove them. Wow, glory to God, hallelujah. Let's reprove them, let's not, I mean... Um, a lot of people said, well, you've got to go out there and, and, and uh, win the lost. You've got to be out there. Yeah, yeah, you could go out there and win the lost, but you don't have to be with them to act like them, okay? Um, going back to uh, Psalms 1 1 through 3, blessed people avoid certain things. We read, right? They are selective in their company, and avoid certain people and certain uh, certain uh, situations. They don't they don't just hang around anywhere. And they don't follow any line of thinking. Well, oh, we can do this, you know. Um, Lord, how many's ever followed somebody and got in trouble? Nobody's ever did that, my gosh. I am, I am with the saints, glory to God. Yeah, I followed somebody and did some screwball things and every time I think about it, I just feel bad. I'm not gonna tell you what it did, but I feel bad when I think about it because it not only affected me, it affected other people. and It was hurtful to the other people, like, I know that for sure. Okay, so it was hurtful, but you know. I repented of it, Lord. <laughs> I will tell you, repented of it. Just pray for me that I don't fall into any of that type of uh, situation again. Uh, again, uh, that I don't. Uh, I need to avoid certain people. They just kind of. Well, we'll talk about it in a minute. Um, First Thessalonians. Let's keep your marker uh, hand there. In Psalms, let's go to First Thessalonians chapter five now. And First Thessalonians chapter five. Look at verse twenty-two. Sounds like uh, verses one, two, and three in, in uh, Psalms. Abstain from all appearance of evil. Whoa! I'll read it from the amplified. Abstain from evil. Shrink from it and keep aloof from it. In whatever form or whatever kind it may be, form or kind. So it, evil comes in, any, in a lot of appearances, okay? Um, just like the enemy opposed us last year, uh, his strategy is still to deceive us and to lead us astray. And what did Jesus say? In the last days, deception would run rampant. So we need to be very uh, aware of that. Sin never stands still. Sin never stands still. It's always moving, or it always moves in to control you. Sin never stands still. It always moves in to control you. Isn't that a good one? So when, when that temptation comes in, what is it going to try to do? Control you. So temptations are going to try to control you. That turn it into sin, it's going to control you. We've got to be, be very aware of it. Okay. According to Psalms 1, our choice of friends is important. Uh, people seem nice nice enough and decent enough at first. Um, uh, they may not be godly, but you know, you know that's right, you, you, you're going to win them over to the Lord, right? I mean, okay. Uh, friendships start out casual, you know, and then it develops and it, and it increases and there's a closeness in friendships and then it becomes a permanent association, okay. Uh, soon, someone compromises their values. And who's going to compromise their values? Usually, it's the Christian. They'll compromise. Well, if I compromise this, they'll they'll come around. So I'll kind of do it. We can't do that. Don't compromise your values. And don't tell me this doesn't happen. Because, uh, like it says, I compromised some values at one time, and I think each and every one of us, I don't, I'm not going to put you in that position. not even say that, okay? Uh, when you sleep with the pigs, when you eat with the pl- pigs, when you run with the pigs, when you hang out with the pigs, and you begin to talk like the pigs, and then you walk like the pigs. You laugh like the pigs. You dress like the pigs. You shouldn't be surprised that you smell like a pig. And people say, there, I mean, I hate to put this, how many have there ever been in a situation, well, you're a Christian and I'm not, but you do the same thing I do. What are you smelling like? You became a pig. We've got to elevate ourselves. Mm -hmm. Elevate ourselves up. Glory to God, you're going to get out of here early and everybody's head for a warm corner. The wife's going to be mad at me again. We are to be in the world, but not of the world. We can't reach people by lowering our standards or compromising our values. You're not going to reach people. They're going to say, well, there's no difference between you and I. You just go to church and I don't. We do the same thing on the weekends or the middle of the week, you know, that type of stuff. Psalms 1 indicates that we need to focus on knowing God's word. Going back to Psalms 1. A godly person delights and takes pleasure in the word of God. To be delighted is to be excited about something that you just can't wait for. Are you delighted? Oh, it's that time of day again. You know, hello. Okay, this is a question directed to to each and every one of you. What takes delight? What? Oh, pardon me. What you t- what you take delight in determines your direction. What you take delight in determines your direction. What excites you and keeps you daydreaming about it? Whoa. Those who are blessed of God love His Word and meditate in it day and night. Joshua 1 8. Because the blessed, because they have developed a good root system. The roots are deep and secure in God's Word. That's what it says there, right? You should be like a tree planted by the rivers of living water. Verse 3 and bringeth forth its fruit in His season, His leaf shall not. Uh, wither and whatsoever he doth shall not and uh, shall prosper pardon me Okay, if you're planted by rivers of water your roots go deep and they're secure amen, amen. And that's where when the winds come you're not going to be blown over you're going to be strong There is no wrong time with God's Word. There is no wrong, with, wrong time with God's Word. You could do it in the morning, you could do it in the evening, in the middle, middle of the night, middle of the day. There's no wrong time with God's Word. So, what are you doing? I'm in, I'm in good standing. I'm, uh, it's a good time to have the Word anytime. Okay. The way that we discipline our minds is to think biblically at all times. Romans 12, 1 and 2. Renew your minds. Transform your minds to things, things of God. The roots are deeper. Oh, pardon me. If we are serious, we will make Make the time to read, make the time to meditate, and make the time even to memorize. Oh, that's... Oh. Okay. There's a place where you can pray for me right there. I don't memorize the word as much as I should. In fact, I've slacked off quite a bit. Okay, so... Number one on your prayer list, Pastor Dave, that he begin to meditate and get the word down fluently. Oh. He's going to pray for me? There it is, right there. Did I meditate better on the word? Or medit- uh, memorize it, I should say. Okay. The blessed are marked with fruitfulness and stability. When you're blessed, you have fruitfulness and stability. This is because you have a good root system. The roots go deep and secure into God's word, thus able to produce good fruit. Glory to God. The leaf will not wither because it is constantly refreshed and renewed by the word of God daily. I hear the rain. They will prosper in all that they do. Found out I spelled the word wrong. No wonder if I couldn't spell it. Up. They will prosper in all that they do. They shall find strength in the midst of the hardest difficulties. Romans 8, 37. I think we all know it, but we'll just look at it. That's Romans 8, 37. Man, all these things, we are more than conquerors through Him that loves us. Glory to God. That's prospering. You prosper. You survive, and you are not destroyed. This is the promise of the blessings. Psalms 1, this is the promise of the blessings. Learn that without God's life or word, we would be useless. Okay. We are going to go out here in three minutes. The life you see now is not the life God, uh, is not, Sorry, me, the life you see now well, let me start, I'm going to read it this time instead of trying to the life we see in this life, is not God's final verdict. The life you see right now is not God's final verdict. Because I can see something in one person and you see something in my life and then when that individual stands before God it's changed. So we want to stand tall to the Standard that God gives us. Okay. True character will be our true character will be revealed on Judgment Day. Oh, help us all, Lord. Amen. The righteous will endure because they are known by God. The wicked will perish. Okay. In closing, I told you it was a quick one tonight. In close, three pages worth. In closing, we can say, one, the casual flirtation with sinners can lead to total dominion by evildoers. So be warned, be alert, and be not deceived. Be warned, be alert, and be not deceived. Two, as long as the world remains the same, sin will rule the world. Thus, there must be in our lives a separation from evil. Otherwise, it will try to rule us. Three. Any success in worldly terms or endeavors is substandard to the word of God's blessings. Any success in worldly terms is substandard to the word of god's blessings and number four we need to follow the directions in psalms one and meet with god's approval amen Okay, pray for the weather and I, as you know, the, uh, the runoff for the Super Bowl is coming up, so you need to pray for the Vikings. (laughs) Somebody from the north has got to take it. I'd love to see them take it, really. They're due. So, two things you're going to pray for. Three things you're going to pray for. One. One. Thank you, thank you. One, of you got it. Two, the weather. Three, the Vikings. Okay, let's all stand. We told you you're gonna get out.